Oasis Audio presents The Missing by Beverly Lewis. Read for you by Amy Lilly. I stumbled upon my mother's handkerchief in the cornfield early this morning. Halfway down the row, I spotted it, white but soiled, cast in the mire of recent rains. Only one side of the stitched hem was visible, the letter L poking up from the furrow as if to get my attention. I stared at it, all the emotions of the past three weeks threatening to rise up and choke me right then and there. Leaning over, I clutched the mud-caked hanky in my hand. Then, tilting my head up, I looked toward the eastern sky, to the freshness of this new day. Twice now, I'd walked the field where Mama had sometimes wandered late at night, weeks before she ever left home. Like our sheep, she'd followed the same trails till ruts developed. I couldn't help wondering where the well-trod path had led her by the light of the lonely moon. Honestly, though, tis only in the daylight that I've ever been compelled to go there, drawn by thoughts of her, and the hope of some further word, whenever that might come. I shook the dirt off the hanky and traced the outline of the embroidered initial, white on white, so simple, yet ever so pretty. My hand lingered there as tears slipped down my cheeks. Mama, where are you? I whispered to the breeze. What things don't we know? Later, when breakfast preparations were well underway, my younger sister, Mandy, headed upstairs to read up what had always been our parents' room, the solitary space where Dad still slept. Still shaken at finding Mama's hanky, I reached beneath my long work apron and touched it in my dress pocket, Mama's very own. Had I unknowingly yearned for such a token, something tangible to cling to? With a sigh, I hurried through the center hallway and up the stairs. Various things pointed to Mama's long-ago first bow as a possible reason for her leaving. But I had decided that no matter how suspicious things looked, I would continue to believe Mama was true to that. I stepped into our parents' large bedroom, with its gleaming floorboards and hand-built dresser and blanket chest at the foot of the bed. I want you to see something, Mandy. I said. My sister gripped the footboard. Yeah? I pushed my hand into my pocket, past Mama's hanky, and found the slip of paper. Just so you know, I've already shown this to that. I drew a slow breath. I don't want to upset you, but I have an address in Ohio where Mama might be staying. I showed her what our grandmother had given me yesterday. What on earth? I told her as gently as I could that I'd happened upon a letter Dowdy Jacob had written when Mama was young, when she and our grandmother had gone to Ohio to help a sickly relative. Why do you and Mommy think she might have gone there? Mandy's brown eyes were as wide as blanket buttons. Just a hunch. Really, though, I hadn't the slightest inkling what Mama was thinking, going anywhere at all let alone with some of Samuel Graber's poetry books in tow. I hope to know for a fact soon enough, I added. She stared in disbelief. How? Simple. I'm going to call this in. Mandy reached for the paper, holding it in her now trembling hand. Oh, Grace, 
You really think she might be there? Suddenly, it felt easier to breathe. Would save me trying to get someone to make the trip with me to find out. I bit my lip. And Dad says I have to, or I can't go at all. You can't blame him for that. Mandy sighed loudly. Then she began to shake her head repeatedly, frowning to beat the band. I touched her shoulder. What is it? She shrugged, remaining silent. What, Mandy? It's just so awful dangerous, out in the modern, fancy world. Oh, sister, I reached for her. Mama can take care of herself. We must trust that. She nodded slowly, brown eyes gleaming with tears. Then, just as quickly, she wiped her eyes with her apron and shook her head again. Nee, no, Grace. We must trust the Lord to...